the college baseball experience weekend preview for May 20th on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets, bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You play fantasy football on sleeper. We already know this, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. May 20th, as we're just a week away from conference tournaments. And after that, we got the world series going on for college baseball as their tournament breaks off. And uh, I, I can't wait for it. My name is Colby swing it Dan to base Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> What's not to love about college baseball? We know we got Saban and Fisher talking tons of shit in college football. Subscribe to the college football experience because that's that's uh, been very fun covering that over there. But I mean, look, college baseball heating up. I'm sure uh, those fa- same fan bases are are pretty uh, excited about the future. Uh, you know, the future coming weeks in college baseball. And we are joined by, well, the heart of the college baseball experience, as I call them. Give it up for SGPN contributor on all accounts. Anywhere he lays his hat is his home. Give it up for Noah Beanick. How you doing, Noah? How's it going, Colby? Yeah, I mean, we have Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher going at it in the mud in the college football scene. But in the college baseball scene, we got rednecks picking up raccoons and Griffin Dorsing hitting 513 <laughs> home runs for Oklahoma State. So I mean, great days, great days. The guy who picked up that raccoon in in Fayetteville. Hold on, I, I feel like yeah. I just got to find a, I got to find some type of song for that guy. Here you go. What a legend! And if you don't know what we're talking about, the internet is a great tool. Search Arkansas Razorback fan who picks up raccoon. Yes, in the middle of a game, uh, I guess there was a raccoon living under the stadium, perhaps. And uh, one fan, basically, I'm gonna go on uh, go out on a limb and say that wasn't his first raccoon that he's caught. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> because he knew exactly what he was doing in the way he picked up that raccoon. Yeah. Highly entertaining content out there, and it makes me well. You know that's crazy to me. I'll be honest. All right, call me a a city slicker. Call me a. Uh, but dude, you know, like raccoons have rabies and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, he went to the ER. He got bit by it. <laughs> uh, I did not know that. This makes the story even better. But I mean that, like, my first thing when I see a raccoon, uh, or actually probably the last thing that I'm thinking is, let me grab it, because I know a they have like thumbs. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a normal yeah. animal. Like this shit could probably rip your arm off, and. uh and mainly because they like, they're kind of a grimy animal. I mean, I, I, I kind of dig the raccoons out there in the world, but I mean, cause it, cause mm-hmm. they, they're kind of sneaky and they're, there's some big ones, you know, out there I've seen that look like some middle linebackers, but you know what I mean? They, <laughs> they, they're kind of out there in the garbage and stuff. So I just feel like there's a high chance that, you know, rabies, other stuff going on <laughs> now that, now yeah. that I found out he went to the ER isn't that great? Yeah, the I could just picture the emergency room doctor. So how did this happen? Well, I was at a baseball game, had a few cocktails, yeah. and uh, yeah, I decided to pick up a raccoon and it bit the shit out of me. Um, he videoed himself though, like he videoed himself with the raccoon in his hand. So he easily could have just showed the ER the video, and they would have been like, "Oh, just a just another uh, Friday in." Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know that actually, I, I, sh- I pr- the ER, the, the the hospital probably that's probably a common thing going on. You know what I mean? It's like we got another, we got another raccoon yeah. biting. <laughs> yeah. I love it though, and and college baseball is is uh, just, I mean that that's perfect to me. That is just perfect for everything that is college baseball. Look, we got we got a very it's it's pretty much time to put up or shut up with college baseball. And I saw yep. last night, I mean, Oh, uh, let me see if I can quickly retrieve this score because um, you want to talk about, about a Royal, you're talking about a Royal ass whooping. I mean, this was uh what I th- want to say it was like 26 to, to four, 27 to two, 27 to two. I yep. mean, th- and I, I was reading uh, earlier that uh, I mean, this is Mississippi state that just lost 27 to two. All right. Mississippi state won the uh, national championship last year. Correct. And, and I mean, that, that's gotta be their largest loss. I'm quickly checking right now. Yes. Largest loss in Mississippi state history, largest loss by an sec team in any game in 25 years, most runs by an sec team in a conference game since 1998. Seven home runs ties a UT single game record. I mean, just uh, that's unbelievable. That is just unbelievable. Twenty-seven to two. Did did you yeah. view this game? Because I mean, well, I would imagine you probably changed the channel after it was like this is like when the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. I'm an Oriole fan. They lost to the Texas Rangers in like 2003 or something, like 32 to to two or something. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was one of those classic games because we went there and while the game was going on, we just thought it was like 10 nothing in the first inning or second inning and we just thought, "Oh, there's no way it's going to get worse." So we started like we did a, a drinking game essentially for every every run we would go <laughs> we would go do shots, but That's we what did makes baseball games fun though. 
Yeah, we, but we did not assume because we've never seen an MLB game with 30 runs. We did not assume it was going to get that high. <laughs> so I'll put up, just uh, yeah. make a long story short. Like we got, we got pretty bomb that day. Um, yeah. I mean, yesterday was crazy, man. Against yeah, Mississippi so state. I'll, I'll just explain this. Um, Mississippi state was entered, entered that game, a game below 500. And I'm like, they're at home. This is their last series, their last weekend in general. Cause they're not going to make the sec tournament. I was like, they're going to go out strong in front of their home crowd. I'm like, I'm going to throw darts at Mississippi state all weekend. If they keep throwing these plus 200 prices, but Holy crap. I mean, did they like, did they act like a bulldog and just absolutely piss all over my idea? Like a fire hydrant, because <laughs> I was on, I was on that plus 200 yesterday in hopes that they would hit, but uh, well, I don't know and, if I can do that. And Tennessee has that like fur coat home run jacket. They hit, <laughs> they hit seven, seven bombs. I mean, at, at, at five, did that jacket you just say, you know, I keep it in the fucking clubhouse, keep it in the clubhouse. This is, <laughs> I put this thing on a couple of times. You know what no, I mean? You take that thing all the way to the plate and you throw it on before it even steps on it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. When, when the score got that high, you might as well just bat with that fucking thing on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you saw the other score, but it was another football score. Iowa beat Indiana by a score of 30 to 16. Now Indiana in that game scored more points than the football team did against Iowa in the fall of 2021, and the two teams combined scored more points than the two teams combined did in fall of 2021. So. <laughs> well, look, Iowa's offense in, in college football never known to be a juggernaut, so I no. could totally see that. Uh, well, look, we got a, a fantastic card this weekend. Um, we got a lot of games to dive into, so let's just hop on in there and uh, and do that. But before I do that, I got to get us paid. Yes, I want to tell you that the college baseball experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, make sure to get down on WinBet's bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollar promotion where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Plus the WinBet casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And right now you could win a golf trip to win Las Vegas PGA championship Bet a hundred dollars on golf this week and be entered to win a uh, golf trip to win Las Vegas. That promotion ends on May 22nd. So get it in. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change uh, terms and conditions apply at uh, winbet.com. Must be 21 or older or present in the state to play through. Winbet is available. If you or anyone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a league on uh, or a fantasy league on Sleeper. I know I do, and uh, it's, it's really a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper by uh, by playing their new over under game. This thing is awesome. First in any sport, you choose two or more players that you like, and you pick the over or under on their stat projection. For example, you could do like number of points. Is Steph Curry going to score 30 points in the basketball game? Or is, uh, you know, uh, is, is, uh, I don't know. Uh, is, is your favorite baseball player going to hit? I don't know. Uh, three hits in this game. Is Mike trout going to hit three hits in this game? And you pick the over the under on that. And, uh, and, and it's really fun. All right. 
You can choose the amount of money you want to enter on those. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times that money up to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over under on sleepers that it's the only app where I can basically do a contest with my buddies and just kind of, so if you're going to go, I don't know if I'm going to go catch the Dodger game with some friends, I'll, uh, you know, pull out the sleeper app and uh, you know, Hey, I bet you I'm going to beat your ass. Uh, you know, so you can have these little <laughs> side bets going on. Even if you're not all going to the same game, um, it's got a built-in group chat. So you can just, it, that's part of the fun of it all is just talking shit to your buddies. That's what sports, you know, sports is great and everything, but part of the fun of it is saying, I told you, I told you this guy was going to do that. You know, and your friends say, no, this guy's better than this guy. That, that's, that's part of the fun and sleeper definitely, uh, you know, has, has found a way to, to enhance that I would say. So check out their new over under game. Uh, now on your mobile phone, join our listener uh, group at sleeper, uh, essentially go to sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's right. Join our squad and get a hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. All right, let's hop into this. We got a loaded slate and uh, we will start off with the Wahoos number 12, the Virginia Wahoos, the Virginia Cavaliers 37 and 13, 16 and 11 in the Atlantic coast conference. They are traveling to, I like to call it the shack. Now that shack is uh, yeah, now that Papa John got the boot from the university of Louisville and, and, and shack is now the owner of Papa John's or I don't know one of the owners. So at the shack, taking on uh, the Louisville Cardinals who are 36 and 15. I mean, this is a, uh, this is a pretty awesome matchup here. Uh, what do you, what do you make of this matchup? And I know that it's, it's a game two of a three game series, but uh, what, what do you make of this matchup? Yeah. So this weekend's <clears throat> matchup features the top two most active winning as coaches in division one college baseball, Virginia's head coach, Brian O'Connor is 787, 333 and one in 19 seasons at the home while Louisville's Dan McDonald is 683, 281 and one in 16 seasons with Louisville. Um, on Thursday, the Cardinals won four to one in a pretty low scoring game. <clears throat> the two pitchers for today's matchup are Left-hander Nate Savino for Virginia. He's four and five on the year with a 4.21 ERA, 67 strikeouts, 26 walks, and 62 innings pitched. And for the Birds, left-hander Carter Lowman is one and one on the year with a 3.45 ERA, 13 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 15.2 innings pitched. Um, for this matchup. Virginia is 16th in the RPI, six and eight on the road, eight and seven versus the RPI's top 25. And Louisville is 10th in the RPI, 27 and five at home, and 11 and seven and one versus the RPI's top 25. The ACC is a complete logjam this year in the series between these two teams and the Notre Dame series with Florida. Miami, Florida have so many ACC tournament implications, specifically. Cardinals and Cavaliers series. They need a sweep and more help to win the ACC regular season championship. Virginia is one of the most balanced teams in the country and Louisville has arguably the best batting lineup in the nation. I think they know what's at stake and I like the over in this game and give me Louisville on the money line because I feel like once Virginia knew that now they don't have a shot to win the regular season, 
they have a chance to play spoiler, but I think a Louisville, I think Louisville has a lot more to play for. And as I, when I wrote this, the lines and numbers for the totals didn't come out yet over 14 and a half. I don't care if it's college baseball, that's really high. So I basically read off what my notes said, but I'm going to, I'm not going to touch the over 14 and a half. I'll take the Louisville minus one ten though. I was about to say, I was like, man, 14 and a half. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd stay away from that one, but uh, you, you make sense. It makes sense uh, to play Louisville here since UVA is not playing for any anything, and also they're a bunch of tiki torch. Tiki, I can't talk T- uh, tiki torching <laughs> bastards. I don't know, but uh, look, I'm on Louisville minus one ten. Nobody walks into the shack and and gets a dub. All right, so uh, I, I'm gonna back you up on the birds there. Let's go. All right. Next up, we got uh, this game, 6 p.m. on the East. This is uh, uh, the second of a three-game series. The Florida State Seminoles are taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels. I've actually been to the baseball stadium down there in Chapel Hill. Uh, I think uh, they got some legendary, uh, legendary stuff. Uh, I mean, some some great players that have came out of there. Walt Weiss, remember old Walt Weiss? Uh, look. This is a little rivalry action. Florida State, number twenty in the nation, thirty-two and twenty in the uh, or overall, fifteen and thirteen in the ACC. Meanwhile, the Tar Heels are thirty-two and nineteen, just thirteen and fifteen in the ACC. But they are plus one ten to uh, to win this thing. Uh, the, the the Tar Heels, Florida State, minus one forty. The over under is at eight and a half. What should we be doing here, Noah? So this is uh, another one of those teams that has really good pitching and Florida state. um, They went away from their ACE on Thursday. They did not move up uh, Parker Messick like other teams in the nation did uh, prior to their conference tournaments next week. Pretty simple to me. We're not fading Messick after a loss in his last start. And we're not fading the Knowles after coming off a walk-off loss last night to North Carolina, where North Carolina's Alberto Osuna blasted a walk-off three-run home run to win the game 7-5. to five. Uh, UNC starter, left-handed pitcher, Brandon Schaefer, who's 5-2 on the year with a 4-16 ERA, 50 strikeouts, 19 walks in 67 innings pitched. And Florida State will be starting Parker Messick, like I mentioned. He's six and three on the year with a two six two ERA, 132 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 82.2 innings pitched. His opponent's batting average against him is 198, and that 132 strikeouts leads the country. So, a uh, lot lot to like on the Florida State side. And the total opens at eight and a half. It's kind of low, but I'm not ballsy enough to take the over with these two guys on the mound. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, this is a. Uh, I, I I feel like Carolina. Carolina's kind of underachieved this year. Would you Would you say that's a a decent assessment? Yeah. So last night, actually, with that walk off home run, that was a huge moment because they are squarely, firmly on the bubble for the college baseball NCAA tournament um, and teams get announced in a week and a half, they get announced on Memorial day Monday. So uh, that win was huge for the momentum of the team finishing out the regular season and going into the conference tournament. We'll see what they have to provide for us. But yeah, I mean, I would say they have been underachieving slightly. Uh, they weren't expected to 
be one of the top dogs in the ACC, but you never really expect them to have trouble getting into the tournament. I'd say. Hey, well, plus one ten. Plus one ten. Do I, do they make it two games in a row? Florida State six and ten on the road. I I'm on Florida State minus one forty. So that's that's where you're you'll find me. And I, if so, Florida State six and ten on the road this year, and they're about five hundred against the RPI's top twenty five. And North Carolina is twenty six and six at home. So if you're leaning UNC, that kind of backs your argument. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fade Messick in this in this spot. Um, but it, it's not it's too juicy minus one forty with a losing record on the road for me to lock up Florida State. But I feel pretty confident about them winning this game. Wow, I'm gonna take the Tar Heels just to have some disagreement here. Uh, look, I, I went. I'm an ECU guy. I can't bet on North Carolina, but give me the Tar Heels in this one. Uh, next up, 6 p.m. on the East. This is Game Two of a three-game series. Texas State, the Bobcats, number 13 in the nation. Don't look now. 42 and 11, 24 and four in the Sun Belt. At the heading down to Atlanta, take on Georgia State, the Panthers, 30 and 24, 15 and 13. In the Sun Belt, Texas State minus one sixty, Georgia State plus one thirty, over under at thirteen and a half. Texas State is thirty first in the RPI. They're fifteen and five on the road, six and one versus the RPI top fifty to a hundred. Meanwhile, Georgia State is eighty fifth in the RPI, eighteen and nine at home, six and twelve uh, versus the RPI top fifty. Do I smell an upset brewing with the Panthers of Georgia State with that eighteen and nine home record? What are you doing you here, know, Noah? You know, I, I don't blame you for sniffing upset here because last night on Thursday in game one of this in game one of this series, Texas State won an eight seven nail biter and they clinched the Sun Belt regular season championship. So is there a hangover? I I mean you look at Wells, who is the Texas State pitcher for today. He's six and one with the two seven six ERA on the season, sixty eight strikeouts, twenty five walks, and seventy one point two innings pitched. He's going to come with that. He's going to come with his A game. Now it's whether the bats show up for this game. Georgia State's going to be starting Mason Patel, who's only two and two on the season with four starts total, and a two sixty six ERA, twenty four strikeouts, nine walks, and twenty three point two innings pitched. This is a tough game to handicap. <clears throat> offering this game in general on Thursday was a crazy move by the books. As I threw the Bobcats in a parlay with Virginia tech that cash for the plus one sixteen. But if you're nervous about a celebration hangover, I'd stay away. I'd stay away from Texas tech. If you're or Texas state, if you're not nervous about it, go ahead and play it. But here's my angle after 15 runs being scored yesterday, I'll pick the under with Wells and Patel on the mounds and both opponents batting averages under 210 against these pitchers. So under 13 and a half is going to be my play for this game and I'm going to lock that up. I'm on a ride that 130 on Georgia State too. Right next up, uh, I'm telling you, I like that angle. Plus 130, they're 18 and 9 at home. Uh, next up on the slate though, six 30 on the East. Once again, game two of a three game series, the Missouri tigers, 27 and 22 and just nine and 19 in the SEC. They're heading down to Athens, Georgia. 
Midnight train to Georgia taking on the Bulldogs 34 and 19. They're 14 and 14 at home. Now UGA is uh minus 195. Missouri is plus 155 over under at 10 and a half. Missouri's uh 59th in the RPI. They're seven and fourteen on the road. Uh two and ten uh versus the RPI top twenty-five. Meanwhile, Georgia seventh in the RPI, twenty-seven and seven at home, twelve and thirteen versus the RPI top fifty. Uh, call me crazy here. And I think I'm going to lock this one up and I'm curious your thoughts. Um, I'm going to take you to the land down under and lock up the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens to get this dub. What are you doing here? Noah? Yeah, I really like Georgia to win this game. They're coming off a loss yesterday against Missouri 11 to three, but I mean, Missouri hasn't even announced a starting pitcher for this game. So for me, that's most of the time an auto fade. Whereas Georgia, the Bulldogs, they have Jonathan cannon on the mound. He's nine and two on the year with a three Oh one ERA 63 strikeouts with only eight walks on the season and 68.2 innings pitched. Georgia is led by the Tate twins, Connor and Cole. Connor is batting 349 with 10 taters and 51 ribbies. Cole is batting 348 with four taters and 25 rib sticks. Yesterday for Missouri, Luke Mann launched two bombs, bringing his season tally to 17. Mann reached base in all six of his at bats yesterday, going two for two with those two home runs that I mentioned. He added two walks and was also hit by two pitches. Today, with Cannon on the bump, I think the offensive fortune flips to the Bulldog side, and I'll take him on the money line. But minus 190 seems a little bit too juicy. So that makes a great parlay uh, builder. And I'll get to a couple of parlays at the end here. We'll see if we can build some live during the podcast. Yeah. I mean, that one just seems like a like a shoe in. Give me the yeah. Bulldogs. Um, next up, we got uh, one of the stories, I think, in the ACC this year is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, number 14 in the nation, 32 and 12, 15 and 10 within the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're traveling down to Miami, take on the hurricane. Um, by the way, Notre Dame's number 14 in the nation. They're heading to Miami to take on the number nine team in the nation. The hurricane were 38 and 15 overall 19 and nine within the Atlantic coast conference, Miami at minus one twenty-five. Notre Dame at minus one Oh five, the over under at 13 and a half. Now Notre Dame's 15th in the RPI. They're nine and six on the road. So they've been Mad Max road warrior. Uh, nine and four, uh, in, uh, versus the RPI top 25. So they've been getting it done against some quality teams. Meanwhile, the hurricanes are 12th in RPI 26 and seven at home, 11 and seven versus the RPI top 25. Seems like this is going to be a ball game down there in Miami. Uh, what are you doing here? Noah? Yeah. So yesterday Miami came out with a victory six to four to my surprise in that game, the hurricanes brought in their lights out closer, Andrew Walters in a non-save situation when they were up six to one Walters gave up only his second and third hits to right-handed batters all year to Notre Dame yesterday in the ninth inning include a walk in the mix. And it resulted in Ryan Cole's second home run of the game and three runs for the golden domers and then golden domers in the ninth. It'll be interesting to see if we see this impact the series later on as Notre Dame has already seen a, a few good pitches from Walters and had some great at bats against the nation's best closer. Notre Dame for this game will be pitching Austin temple. He's three and one on the year with a three thirty three ERA 
65 strikeouts, 22 walks on the season and 48.2 innings pitched. His opponents are batting 189 against him. Uh, if the rotation holds up, Miami's starter, starting pitcher for today will be Carson Ligon. They haven't officially announced him yet, but he is 6-4 and four on the year. He's a freshman with a 4.03 ERA, 64 strikeouts, 28 walks in 67 innings pitched. I'm rooting for a fighting Irish road win to help their RPI and their argument to become a national host. Notre Dame, money line, let's make this thing even more interesting in the ACC conference. Notre Dame minus one Oh five is going to be my pick there. Taking the Irish. You know what? As an Irish guy, I feel like I got to pull the Lou Holtz on you. Well, well I don't get the brain man cold, but and trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball. I am going to take the Irish with you. Um, there's something, there's something, I, you know, I, I, I don't like Miami, you know, I don't like what they've been doing, you know, from uh, football, basketball, baseball, but I, you know, I just can't root for them. So this was more of a heart play. I feel like for me, but I'm taking the Irish to get it done. They're nine and six on the road. They're nine and four versus top 25. I I'm sign, sign me up, sign me up for taking the Irish here. I'm you're, I'm, you're I'm, not with Nick Saban. God, you're within the God of the Catholics, right? I am with the Catholics. All right. I am with <laughs> Rudy Rudiger. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's continue on this journey as we got just a loaded slate of games here. We got the Duke blue devils disappointing season. Very disappointing yeah. season. 7 p.m. on the East co- Coast, uh, 4, 4 p.m. on the West. This is, uh, once again, the second out of a three game series. Duke is 22 and 30 overall, 10 and 18 in the ACC. Uh, they are traveling to perhaps the story in all of college baseball. The Virginia Tech Hokies, number three in the nation, 38 and 11 overall, 17 and 9 in the ACC. Virginia Tech minus 300, Duke plus 220. Over under at 13 and a half. Duke is 96th in the RPI. They're 5 and 13 on the road. They're 6 and 12 versus the top, uh, versus RPI top 25. Meanwhile, the Hokies, uh, I mean, this has been just a great story going on there in Blacksburg. They are fifth in the RPI. They're 26 and 5 at home. 26 and 5. Gobble, gobble. Uh, 17 and nine versus RPI top 100, which Duke would barely qualify for that at 96. Uh, I'm going to go chalk here and take the Hokies. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's minus 300, but that's where you're going to find me for this matchup as well. Duke threatened in game one, but they ultimately lost 15 to 11. Shout out to my guy, Alex Mooney shortstop from Michigan. One of the best players that I've shared the field with. Uh, he went two and five, two for five and scored twice yesterday. He's fourth on the team in batting average, batting 297 in his freshman year. Neither team has officially announced the starting pitcher, but my assumption is that Drew Hackenberg will bump for the Hokies. And he's nine and one on the year with a two five four ERA and 71 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 78 innings pitched. Virginia Tech knows the deal. If they sweep and Miami loses one game, they clinch the regular season title. Give me Virginia Tech, and we're going to throw that into a parlay later in the show. Hopefully, he throws better than Christian Hackenberg. Uh, I am on the Hokies as well. As a Jet fan, I had to hammer that in. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I just think that Virginia Tech, there's something magical about this team. Loving, loving what they've been doing all year. So 
Next up, 7 p.m. on the East. This is once again uh, game two of a three game series. The LSU Tigers, we Tigers. We've got to go beat Ole Miss next week. We'll take it one game at a time. Congratulations. Go Tigers. Shout out to Coach O. Uh, LSU's 35 and 18. They're 15 and 13 within the Southeastern Conference. They are traveling to one of the Blue Bloods. When I when you think college baseball, they're traveling to Nashville to take on number 21, the Vanderbilt Commodores. 30. They're kind of having a tough year for for their standards. 35 and 17, 14 and 14 in the SEC. Vandy's at minus 155. The LSU Tigers are at plus 125. The over-unders at 10 and a half. LSU 34th in the RPI, seven and seven on the road, six and ten uh, versus the RPI top twenty-five. Meanwhile, Vandy is third in the RPI. They're twenty-two and nine at home, ten and thirteen versus the RPI top fifty. Ah, uh, call me crazy. I'm going. I'm trust. I'm going chalk here. I'm. 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 I'm riding Vandy at home in Nashville. What are you doing? At least LSU's five hundred on the road, so maybe. Maybe they can pull it off. What are you doing here, Noah? Noah, are you still? So unless you yeah. kicked the Vandy boys' ass yesterday on Thursday. Hello. Yeah, you good? But uh, so we're talking okay. LSU yeah, yeah. Vandy. My Wi-Fi is probably just taking a dump on me. Uh, it's okay. I, I heard everything that you said, but I, I must have disconnected on my own. But yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I can't control the door slamming from my family, and I'm also getting Slack messages from the MLB gambling podcast group chat, and I I can't turn that off because if I do, it mutes you as well. So well, subscribe subscribe to the up. MLB gambling podcast. Uh, so what do you, we're talking LSU at Vanderbilt? Uh, yeah. This is in Nashville. I'm riding with Vandy. I'm going chalk. What are you doing? So LSU kicked the Vandy boys' ass on Thursday by a score of 13 to two. Vanderbilt's coming into the series winning five of their last seven, and the Tigers had just gotten swept. But in game one, the roles were reversed for Vanderbilt. Christian Little will take the mound. He's one and one on the year with a 2.96 ERA. 34 strikeouts, nine walks in 27 innings pitched. And I honestly don't have a clue who LSU is going to throw last year. If the rotation or not last year, last weekend, if the rotation follows suit, they will be throwing Devin Fontenot, who was their closer for most of this year, but they brought him into the rotation <clears throat> after Blake money has been struggling and they moved money to Sunday and he's got a very short leash. Um, Fontenot is two and two on the year with a three, eight, six ERA, 28 strikeouts, 10 walks in 23.1 innings pitched. I truly, like I said, have no idea what either team is doing on the mound here. Tim Corbin and Vanderbilt announced their weekend rotation on Wednesday. And unlike most of the rest of the country, he didn't move up his three starters a day. Like other, other teams, uh, Futrell, Last week's Friday night starter moved up to Thursday, but he's inserting one of his best relievers, Christian Little, into the Friday start, and he's moving back Chris McElwain to Saturday. And in result, Carter Holton, who's been mostly their best pitcher all year, he's not even going to get a start in this weekend series here against LSU. Now, I don't know if that's him trying to limit the freshman's innings on his arm and try to save him for his sophomore and junior years as well. Uh, make sure that arm's not taxed for him in the long run. But he, I mean, at this point he might start on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when they play in the sec tournament. But yeah, Chris McElvain's going to throw on Saturday and we have Futrell <clears throat> going 
or we have little going today. As for LSU, their opening day starter, like I mentioned, Blake Money, has been anything but money in SEC play. So last week they pushed him back to Sunday and they moved their closer Fondo into the spot. They haven't announced an official starter. So in summary, what a shit show. <laughs> um, no bet here, but I like both teams to actually give up a million runs today with this pitching scenario. So the over may be in play. And if you're going to tell me to pick a side, I'll take the dog and plus 125 LSU. They won 13 to two yesterday. Their bats just might be hot. There you go. Going with the Tigers. Noah Beedick said, We Tigers. Uh, I, I mean, we got to touch on this game because of the, the royalty here. But Tennessee, number one in the nation, 47 and seven overall, 23 and five within the SEC. They're, they're squaring off against a team that just absolutely, absolutely kicked the living dog shit out of uh, yesterday. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, reigning champs. Um, I mean, Tennessee's minus three seventy, Mississippi State plus two sixty over under at fourteen and a half. I mean, I it, why would anyone take <laughs> take Mississippi State after seeing what happened yesterday? I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, anyone I mean, I'm sure the Mississippi State coach was probably uh was probably sounding something like this. Yeah, yeah, he, he felt like he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure this is what they were thinking. Coaching, our, we're all, our coaching did a horrible job. The players did a horrible job. We got our ass kicked in that second half. It's <laughs> uh, why? Why would anyone take Mississippi State here? Um, well, it's kind of like what I said earlier in the podcast. Tennessee put up a football score of 27 to 2 yesterday versus the Bulldogs. I told myself if the bookies hung a plus 200 number or better on Mississippi state that in duty, in duty noble that I'd throw a dart at it. Um, well, they, like I said, like the bulldogs, they are, they pissed all over that one. And I would have thought they wanted to go out with pride and an overall 500 or better record in front of their home crowd, uh, on the season. But I mean, if yesterday was any conclusion, it's what I said last week and it's that their season is just done for. So for Tennessee, Chase Burns will take the mound. He's seven and one on the year two, three, four ERA with 82 strikeouts, 22 walks in 61.2 innings pitched for Mississippi state. Preston Johnson, who is a strikeout machine with 107 on the year, but he has 37 walks in a five, five ERA five fifty five ERA. He's three and three on the year with in 71 innings pitched Burns is coming off back-to-back poor starts and Johnson has that inflated ERA and is prone to walks. The over is my pick here, but Colby, what do you think? Should I throw another dart at the dogs? You're crazy. You're crazy. They just got their ass kicked. They are punting on the season. I would not, (laughs) I would not touch that. I don't, I mean, look, I understand there's some juicy value there and there's some royalty, but uh well sorry I didn't mean to play that but um uh yeah Nick hates that sound <laughs> uh, it's a fan that's the eagle sound uh but I you look I I, I think you you're you're that would be reckless reckless to play that one I uh I'm going chalk give me the vault I mean plus 370 I mean I'm sorry minus 370 I would not touch that but uh maybe you can talk me into the uh talk me into the under after putting up with 30 fucking runs or whatever that was uh 28 I don't, I don't remember the f- yeah 
I don't know. If, I, if you're going to talk me off the cliff of Mississippi State, I'm going to talk you off the cliff of Tennessee. They just put up 27 on their own. I mean, they easily could go out and do that. But, I mean, my my whole angle is uh, Johnson's not that much of a better pitcher uh, than the guy that Mississippi State threw yesterday. And Burns hasn't looked as sharp as he did in the beginning of the season. And as, as a freshman, and it's – Maybe a big brain move of Tim Corbin to not throw Holton this weekend. Save your freshman for the end of the season because these kind of are the dog days of the regular season. And Tennessee's already got this locked up. It's kind of just like a mojo uh, motivation type thing for a freshman in this game. Uh, for me, I, I'm going to be taking... Do it! The, the, Do the, total, it. Does, the total does seem high. I if you're going to play anything, I'd go over um, because you're going to have to throw maybe three games into a parlay with Tennessee to get that thing to a respectable play. But yeah, so this one might just have to be a stay away. Like I said, I wrote my notes prior to the lines being out. So 14 and a half is high for any baseball game, but you know, well, let's continue on this journey. Going uh, Pullman, Washington, beautiful Pullman, Washington, been there. Great, great time. Great town. Shout out to the Coog bar there. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, game two of three. The Sun Devils of Arizona State traveling traveling to Pullman. Washington State's a minus one twenty. Arizona State's a minus one ten over under a twelve and a half. Arizona State's ninety second in the RPI. Just six and fifteen on the road though. Uh, Thirteen and twenty four against the RPI top one hundred. Meanwhile, Wazoo is seventy seventh in the RPI. Nine and seven at home. Ten and twenty versus RPI top one hundred. You know, I got to back my guys, the Washington state. They've been, they've been uh, the friends of the program. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, this is kind of a game where I'm just blindly taking the home team at nine and seven while Arizona state six and 15 on the road. Give me wazoo to get it done at minus minus one twenty, and give me the over. What are you doing here? Noah? Yeah, I actually really like your overplay and I would agree with you on the side as well. Uh, Washington state beat Arizona state two to zero yesterday. So they're due for some runs today. And this is a great pitching matchup for some offense. Cole McMillan takes the mound for wazoo. He's four and five on the year with a five, three, two ERA 64 strikeouts, 32 walks in 71 innings pitched. And for the sun devils, Adam Tulloch is bumping with a two, three, two and three record on the year, a seven eighty two ERA 76 strikeouts, 35 walks, 61 innings pitched in an opponent batting average of three Oh seven. This is their second, their number two starter. And these teams don't really have too much to play for in the last two games of their series, other than getting to themselves to 500 records for the sun devils. It's to get to 15 and 15 in the pack 12 and for Wazoo, it's to get to above 500 overall. Senior weekend for the Cougs. I see they already won the first game series here. I'm going to take Wazoo here. There we go. Uh, next up, we got the Gamecocks of South Carolina 26 and 26, 12 and 16 in the SEC. Once again, 7 p.m. on the East. Uh, they are traveling to the swamp to take on the Gators. Gator, Gator, Gator. Uh, Florida's 34 and 19, 14 and 14 within the Southeastern Conference. Uh, Florida minus 265, South Carolina plus 
two hundred over under at thirteen and a half. South Carolina charts at seventy third in the RPI, th- but they're three and thirteen on the road. Meanwhile, Florida thirteenth in the RPI, twenty one and ten at home, ten and three versus the RPI, top fifty to one hundred. Guess what? Lock up, lock it up. I'm on the Gators. Gators roll. Get it done. Um, give me, the, you know what? Give me the over in this one too. You're you're building yourself a nice play over there with uh parlay over there with Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia. Keep that in mind for the end of the podcast over there. I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, so you're on the Gators. I take it too, then. Yeah. So in game one, I followed a system play that I made up basically in my mind when I saw South Carolina open up as plus 200 dogs. That's somewhat what Dylan Rockford does on the MLB podcast gambling podcast. He creates his own lines. And if it's above a threshold, it's basically like he sees the value there and he's got to go for it. That's kind of just what I did just by principle. But I mean, Florida, uh, the Gators ate them all up. Um, So I had to throw a nickel on that, but in summary, Vegas took my nickel in a 14-5 beating that the Gators gave the Cox. For South Carolina, Noah Hall, it will be on the mound. He's three and four on the year with a 440 ERA, 70, 74 strikeouts, 29 walks in 73.2 innings pitched. And for Florida, Brandon Neely, who's two and one with a 386 ERA, 54 strikeouts, only 15 walks in 49 innings pitched. His opponent's batting average is 199 on the season. Ever since Hunter Barco's season ending injury in need of Tommy John surgery, Neely has moved out of the pen and into the starting rotation, and he's the, been the best Gators starting pitcher. This is a great parlay builder for Saturday's slate. You took my idea right off my notes here. Boom. There we go. Uh, we got an interesting one out in the, out in the Pac 12. Uh, the Arizona Wildcats, 35 and 19, 6 and 12 in the Pac 12. They're traveling to Eugene, Oregon. The Ducks are 33 and 21 and 16 and 12 within the Pac 12. Zona's minus 165. Ducks are plus 135 over and under 13 and a half. The Arizona State, I'm sorry, Arizona, Arizona, not Arizona State. Jeez, these fans might kill me. 36th in the RPI, 12 and 8 on the road, 5 and uh, 5 and 2 uh, against the RPI top 25. Meanwhile, Oregon 22nd in the RPI, 23 and 10 at home, 6 and 5 versus the RPI top 25. Uh I you know what? Quack. 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 <laughs> Give me those Ducks. They're 23 and 10 at home. I'm on the Ducks. What are you doing here? So these two squads are currently tied for fourth in the Pac-12 standings, two games back of UCLA for third place and two games ahead of Washington for the sixth spot. It's almost set in stone that these two squads will play against each other in the first round of the conference tournament on Wednesday. So for me, Oregon took Arizona to the woodshed on Thursday with a score of 10 to four. And yeah, these last two games of the series are basically for the Ducks seniors Oregon actually needs to complete the sweep this weekend to take the number four seed away from the Wildcats as Arizona currently holds the tiebreaker for zona Garrett Irvin, the left-hander takes the mound. He's five and three with a 265 ERA 57 strikeouts, 27 walks and 78 innings pitched this year for the ducks. Isaac Aon, He's three and three with a 574 ERA, 62 strikeouts, 23 walks, 69 innings pitched, and an opponent batting average of 304. 
Irvin has been the Wildcats' best pitcher this year, and with Aon on the other bump, throwing batting practice with that ERA and opponent batting average north of 300, you'll find me picking Zona here. And you know what? I'm going to have to lock it against you. Oh, oh, there we go. Flushing the toilet on pick Dundee over here, saying, You can't win. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see about that, buddy. All right. Uh, the Ducks flock. You remember, you remember what happened when I said that last week, though? You ended up winning that game. You had Texas Tech over Oklahoma State. That was a wild one, man. That was Same a ever. wild one. It was. Uh, we got yeah, another. The, the game ending. The, Game winning play was a pickle in between third and home. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> well, look, when you go up against Dundee, all right, it's, it's tough to be on the wrong side of Dundee. All right. You gotta remember sometimes nothing is over. Nothing. All right. Uh, all right. That's Oc- what I was hoping when they were losing at the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Oxford, Mississippi. Ole Miss, they're at home taking on the number six team in the nation, the Texas A&M Aggies, who are thirty-four and sixteen overall, eighteen and ten in the SEC. Meanwhile, Ole Miss, thirty-one and twenty, thirteen and fifteen in the SEC. Tamu, uh, Jordan Tamu, no, I mean, he went to Ole Miss, but uh, Texas A&M minus one twenty-five, uh, Ole Miss minus one hundred five, over and under a twelve and a half. Texas A&M's fifteenth in the RPI, eleven and five on the road. Meanwhile, Ole Miss 40th in the RPI, 18 and 11 at at uh, home. You know what? Aggie up. I'm going to ride this Jimbo Fisher momentum. <laughs> Give me the Aggies to get it done in Oxford. Maybe the lane Cameron train Kerr will be there. The What's that? Cameron Kerr likes the pick. Yeah. Shout out to Cameron Kerr. Great fucking guy. Um, what are you doing here? Yeah. I mean, that's why you're paid the big bucks. You read the abbreviation of Texas A&M and immediately thought of an XFL quarterback's last name that went to Ole Miss. <laughs> Props to you. <laughs> oh my, that was that was one hell of a save. But uh, Texas A&M beat Ole Miss, one of the hottest teams in the SEC yesterday, and they gave Dylan Delusia his first loss of the season via ten-five score. Neither. Of neither ace saw the fourth inning yesterday as the bats came out thumping. Not to mention the Rebels head coach and pitcher John Gaddis got tossed in the ninth. Um, the loss to the Aggies ends an Ole Miss seven game winning streak. Texas AM hasn't announced a starting pitcher yet, so <coughs> auto fade. Um, but Ole Miss, on the other hand, they have Hunter Elliott going. He's three and three on the year. With a 2.84 ERA, 71 strikeouts, 20 walks on the year, in 50.2 innings pitched, I'll take the Rebs to bounce back in this game. Mm, mm, a lot of disagreement. I like it. Can't <laughs> wait to watch this one. All right, folks. I want to tell you that the college baseball experience is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. You're probably wondering, hey, Colby, what the hell is this stuff? Well. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. All those things. I mean, shit. If you had given these things to uh, 
I don't know. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. would probably still be playing right now. That's the he'd be the real Iron Man, right? Yeah. Uh, it costs less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Come on now, people. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you uh, or is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Yep. That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying guys. That's why here at the SGPN studios, we, we, uh, we use IP vanish VPN. It makes it truly easy to stay private and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting hundred percent of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Perfect example. John Gruden was fired from the Raiders, part of a probe part of a probe there that the NFL uh, was uh, they were looking in the Dan Snyder and out of nowhere, they see this email from John Gruden calling Roger Goodell a pussy. Can't say that. Can't say that uh, John Gruden was wrong there in my opinion, but had he just been using IP vanish VPN, he'd still be the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Instead, Goodell reads that thing and he says, you know what? You're fired. <laughs> uh, look, that's what I'm telling you. IP <laughs> vanish is a, is a great thing uh, for those reasons alone. IP vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. Just like, you know, that's just like getting nine months for free people. So go to IP slash SGP and use the promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's IP and I'm sorry. IP slash SGP. Whew. I can't read sometimes. It's hard to pronounce. It's early in the morning out here in LA, man. You know what I mean? Haven't had my uh, my bloody mary yet. Um we got a, <laughs> we got a few more games on the chart here. And this one, the Razorbacks of Arkansas. 38 and 14 overall, number 7 in the nation. They will their fans will pick up a raccoon and perhaps throw it at you. Uh they're traveling to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama's been up and down. I feel like throughout the year, they're 27 and 25. They're 10 and 17 at home in Tuscaloosa. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. They're 10 and 17 in the sec at home. They're actually 20 and 11. So maybe, you know, maybe, maybe this is an opportunity here. Arkansas is at minus 165. Bama's at plus 135 over and under at 11 and a half. The Razorbacks are 23rd in the RPI, seven and seven on the road, 12 and three versus RPI top 25 to a hundred. Uh, you know what? Bama 20 and 11 at home. Sign me up. Roll tide, roll tide. Look, if, if you could see me, I'd put on one of those Nick Saban, like bright red blazers. You know what I mean? I'd start talking arrogantly. <laughs> about the uh, people play paying players when half your fucking roster for the past 40 years have been getting six figures. Yeah. All right. Uh, look, uh, g- give me, give me roll tide at home ride that momentum. What are you doing here? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat chalk and go against you again today. Uh, for me, 
Arkansas just beat Bama seven to three last night, and Arkansas is throwing Connor Nolan, their ace, who's five and three with a three thirty eight ERA, eighty six strikeouts, twenty four walks, and seventy seven point one innings pitched this year. Whereas Alabama's pitching Jacob McNary, who's five and two in a four six ERA, fifty five strikeouts, fourteen walks on the year, and sixty two point one innings pitched. This matchup features Arkansas's normal Friday night starter versus the Crimson Tide's number two. Both teams are desperate for this game. Bama is trying not to be left out of the SEC conference tournament, and the Razorbacks are trying to win the SEC West and take a national host in the NCAA tournament that they believe they deserve, but the RPI says otherwise. I'll be taking Arkansas to win this game, but I don't think I'm going to be betting it. Minus 165 is just a little bit too juicy for me, and I'm not confident enough in them to throw them into a parlay, but I would I would take Arkansas to win this game. Mm, I like this disagreement. Next up, Pac-12 action to a battle of two top 25 ranked teams, 9 p.m. on the east, 6 p.m. on the west. The number 23 UCLA Bruins, 34 and 19, 18 and 10 in the pack. Uh, they traveled to Corvallis, one of those tough road trips in the middle of nowhere to take on number two, Oregon State is 40 and 12, 19 and 9 in the pack. And you better believe our guy Noah Beanick here was all over the Beavers as a Cinderella. He was telling me back then. Nice Beaver. Yes, he really was. Uh, and uh, look, Oregon State minus two sixty five, UCLA plus two hundred, over under at eight and a half. So sign me up for the over in this. But I'm gonna pack your Beavers. Give me the Beavers and the over. What are you doing here in the pack? Oh man, Oregon State does not have the Pac-12 in their grasps right now. To be honest, with the loss to the Bruins yesterday, the Beavers are now tied for first with Stanford, and the Trees hold the head-to-head tiebreaker. UCLA is one game back of the Pac-12 lead as well. Uh, for me, I really didn't know which way I should go here. For UCLA, they're going to be throwing the wrong-hander Ethan Flanagan, who's three and one on the year with a 2.27 ERA, 63 strikeouts, 21 walks, and an opponent batting average of 197. Uh, Dryden ripped on me when he came onto the podcast for saying this kid's last name, but I still might butcher it. Oregon State's pitching Jacob Kamatz, who's eight and one on the year with a 3.52 ERA, 57 strikeouts, and 14 walks. This Beaver team season has been mind boggling to me back when I gave them out to win the college world series at plus 3,300, they were projected to be pitching dependent with spotty hitting. But at the start of the season, the pitching staff was plagued with injuries and the offense busted out of the gates with the top 10 lineup over the last month. The arms have gotten healthy, but the bat pulled off beeves overs were a wagon in the beginning of the season, but now their unders are automatic. There's value on the UCLA money line here but the under is my favorite pick of the two. So I'll, I'll take the, the under, where is it at today? Under eight and a half. I like it. Both pitchers are studs and UCLA plus 200. It's worth a dart. They won yesterday against Cooper Jerpy, the best pitcher in the nation up for the golden spikes award. I plus 200. You can't talk me off of that one. I'm going to be, I'm going to be throwing a half unit onto that. Boom. Going with the Bruins plus 200. I like it. I'm I'm gonna stick with your beavers, man. You told me a long time ago. You told me a long time ago, <laughs> Colby. You fucking pay attention to Oregon State. I'm I'm not gonna back it. I'm not I'm not gonna uh, ditch it. I should say. Um, you mentioned Stanford playing for a Pac-12 championship, uh, regular season style. USC 
rich program when it comes to college baseball, but boy, have they had their woes. They're 25 and 26. They're eight and 20 in the pack. They're traveling to Palo Alto on the farm to take on the Cardinals 35 and 14 or the Cardinal. I should say uh, they're 19 and nine in the pack and they're 12th in the RPI 18 and five at home. And guess what? I'm on Stanford. I don't care. Minus three seventy. not going to matter. Give me the Cardinal. What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm with you here. Stanford beat UC, USC seven to one on Thursday, and I'm so pissed that Stanford is basically going to end up winning the Pac-12 against the worst team in the division this weekend, or the worst team in the conference this weekend. It, watching Stanford, it basically feels like watching Wisconsin basketball. You know they're going to stumble at some point, but they keep skating by. USC is hot garbage this year. Stanford has not announced the Friday starter, but still. Anybody they throw up there is going to be a better guy than the USC announced starter. Their official starter for Friday is Isak Escada, who's one in five on the year with an 8.55 ERA, 27 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 33.2 innings pitched. His opponents are batting 312 against him. I'm taking the over um, in this game. Where where are we at? This is one of the games that was not announced prior. Over is ten and a half. I'm going to take that. Yeah, you, you know what's Stanford wild though? Three seven, three seventy. I'll parlay that as well. Yeah, I'm I'm on Stanford too. But you know, this is USC and Stanford is a rivalry. People, a lot of people don't realize it's a pretty big rivalry between the universities. You know, and I can't help but think of the 1987 NFL scab season, where you had all these teams. Uh, you know, all these players essentially lock it. You know, they decided not to play, so everyone picked up a bunch of teams or a bunch of players. So like every team in the league was just picking up the, the movie, the replacements is loosely based on that. So on the fly, every team minus the Dallas Cowboys went and picked up everybody brand new whole roster. I'm talking like your whole 53 man roster, except the Dallas Cowboys. They had Danny white. They had Tony Dorsett. They had all these guys and the Washington Redskins took a team of scabs into Dallas and won against the team that had everybody. So my point is, is that rivalries sometimes you got to throw out the stats. Maybe this could be wild for USC. I'm going to take Stanford, but in a rivalry game, you throw out the stats and you throw out all that stuff. And, and you, you might have just a hell of a baseball game tune in probably on the PAC 12 network, which is available. Uh, probably in some, some uh, town in India. I feel like that's that hard to find the fucking pac 12 network. But anyway, uh, last game on the slate before we get out of here, wake Forest, the demon Deacons, 37 and 16 and one 12 and 14 and one in the Atlantic coast. They're traveling right down the road from Winston Salem to Raleigh, North Carolina to take on the wolf pack wolf pack are 33 and 18, 14 and 12 in the ACC. Wake Forest minus 125, NC State minus 105, over under 15 and a half. They expect a lot of runs. What are you doing here? You know, I'm an ECU guy. I'm going to throw out all these. I'm not even going to read the stats. Wake Forest is going to beat NC State. Fuck NC State. Let's go, Wake Forest. What are you doing here, Noah? Wake Forest is another team that's on the bubble. And with a losing ACC record, uh, this is this is a game that I had not prepped for. This surprisingly hopped onto the betting slate today, and we had to include it 
to talk about every game, you know. So Wake Forest, uh, they won yesterday by a score of eight to two, and their starting pitcher threw a complete game against NC State. For today's game, Josh Hartle will start. He's five and six on the year with a six oh nine ERA. He's got 49 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 57.2 innings pitched, and his opponents are batting 297 against him. NC State is pitching Matt Willardson, who is one of the three pillars of their best pitchers that they took to Omaha last year. He's 4-3 and three on the year with a 4-1-7 ERA, 70 st- 77 strikeouts. I love that number If you, can, if you in case you didn't know. And he's got 36 walks on the year. It's a little high. That's 73.1 innings pitched. This one's crazy, but that, that over 15 and a half is like pretty dang accurate for where I thought this game was going to be. Again, it, it's way too high for me to be ballsy and take it, but you know, I'm I'm going to pick NC state and I'm going to say, if you want to watch an offensive football game, take the over here. Oh, there we go. Take the over in that little backyard battle down there in North Carolina folks. Hold on. Actually, I know you got a parlay. I was about to get us out of here. Talk to me yeah. about your parlays. I so I don't have one prepped. We're gonna do this live because to quote the great the Bill O'Reilly, just, yeah, catch the, the sarcasm. The just dropped on us. To quote so. the great Bill O'Reilly, he says, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." Um, <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's go Tennessee. So, okay. Let's go. Well, I'm on. Uh, you're on UCLA. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna go Tennessee. I'm gonna go with a little Tennessee parlay. Vandy, Tennessee. Okay. What else can I throw into this mix? Vandy, Tennessee, and let's have fun with. Let's have fun with Virginia Tech, man. They've been my my team all year. All right, shout out to Real Money Kramer. What are you doing? Give me one quick, quick, fire away. We're getting late into um, that. We're we're going with the rivals in the SEC. My Florida Gators and the Georgia Bulldogs cook that up. I see plus one oh eight here. There you go. Shop to you drop customers. All right. This is the college baseball experience. Subscribe to us uh, and also uh, check us out. Give us a follow on Twitter. We're at TCE on SGPN. He's Noah Beanick. You can follow him at 77NB on Twitter. I'm the Colby, or my name is Pick Dundee. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow. And uh, yeah, we got just a great couple weeks, or I feel like a great two months of baseball still left. Let's enjoy this as well. It's a great time of year. All right. So subscribe to the college baseball experience. Also subscribe to the college football experience. I told you about Saban Fisher. We got you covered over there and all that other good stuff. Deion Sanders getting called out. We got you covered there. Subscribe to the college basketball experience because the season never ends despite it being the off season for them. Transfer portals, bad shit, crazy. Jay writes out of Villanova. We got you covered. Subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. Subscribe to the NHL gambling podcast, the NBA gambling podcast as those postseasons hit up uh, or heat up, I should say. But uh, also Noah Beanick, strong contributor over at the MLB gambling podcast. Check them out as well. And what golf golf's going on. All right. Golf gambling podcast always does great work. Same with uh, triple crown horse racing, the notorious yeah. OTB podcast is really good. And even Zed run, if you're into the digital world, 
All right. Uh, all right. Uh, get I'll the mention ESPN. this too. What's that? Ne- next week, conference tournaments. We'll be we'll be back picking winners for that. There we go. There we go. Right there. Get the SGPN app. Sign up to our Slack channel, Sports Gathering Podcast. You'll appreciate it. Thank me later. All right, folks. This is the college baseball experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Do you come from an under?